Live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. All right, here we go. On a Wednesday, you heard it. Battleborn is the site. Adam Hill is here as a company. It's Steve Cofield. Let's do it. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Cayman, Nebraska. Do you know what that is? No. I'll tell you later. I think you'll love it. Is it where the billboards were? It's right up your your alley. Okay. Right up your alley. Cayman, Nebraska. Uh, All right, let's get into the Raiders and what's going on as they have a short week now. Got to turn things around rapidly, and they've got a bunch of injuries. So let's get some injury updates. Well, one, let's get a, a roster addition. So what's going on with the Raiders roster? They added someone? Yeah, uh, they, they bring in a guy from the Chargers practice squad who um, has played 44 games over the last couple of years. Uh, didn't have a whole lot of success necessarily, and he was on the team uh, for all four of those seasons after uh, becoming an undrafted free agent out of Virginia Tech in 2018. Still not quite sure on the pronunciation. Brandon Fackerson. Uh, is on the team. I would bet you Faison. Faison? Just a guess. It's uh, the people in the person were saying Fakison, and I was like, I don't think that's true. Faison could be true. Um, I am most intrigued by the fact that he was on the Chargers on Monday. He's on the Raiders on Wednesday. <laughs> I wonder what he thinks of Joey Bosa's comments. He was teammates with Bosa on Monday when he said it. All right. Now he's teammates with Carr. We're going to find out all show long what everyone thought of Joey Bosa's comments because I'm really disturbed by someone outside the Raiders or some people outside the Raiders organization and how mad they are at Bosa. That, to me, is weird, man. I don't know what's happened to – I don't know what's happened to football. What, people are soft now, you're saying? Isn't that what Bosa said about Carr? You be the judge when we play some of the sound, some of the reaction from people. Faison makes sense. I, I also I thought it was really interesting. You're going back to that. <laughs> like, it, 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 that I've it, looked it, at it a hundred times today. Yeah, that is how you say it. You either say it Faison or Faison. Faison? Yeah. That makes sense too. We we were headed to, there was a long debate today about Philon or Phylon. Which Still, one is it? Been here, uh, according to the team officially, because we got clarification, it is Phylon. Right. So I think we nailed that yesterday. Others were yeah. saying Philon. Yeah, but well, the, they're not easy names to say. This is also a, I mean, listen, Tyra Taylor's been in the league for a decade. Right. We just settled that one and two his, weeks ago. His parents are still arguing over how you say the kid's name. Although his mom gave a press conference, apparently. To God and Ty God. Or, yes. or Tyrod yeah. or Tyrod. It's, it's officially. We, we, we go, we go Ty God. Officially Tyrod. Okay. All right. Faison. We're well, the important through. things, uh, eventually you'll get uh, Faison or Faison. Faison. Yes. Good enough. That's what the San Diego Chargers pronunciation guide says. Okay. Faison? Yeah. Faison. Well, I, that's enough. <laughs> you're sucking me into this. This is important. I got I got it out of the gates, and now you're confusing me. These are I'm telling you that there was a four-minute conversation today about Phylon, Phylon. But, yes, this is I believe this it. I believe it with you guys. Yes. It's a motley crew down there covering the Raiders. All right, so Peyton Barber, what's the deal? He's out indefinitely. So okay. we'll, we'll see what that means. Now, and is it, the, is it a similar injury to what Josh Jacobs just came back from? It could be. I mean, there's a lot of toe issues. Turf toe? There's a lot of toe issues going on right now. Mullen, too. So, uh, SoFi yeah. turf? 
The locker rooms suck. The turf sucks. That that stadium is a nightmare. It's outside, but inside, it's the whole thing's whack. The elevators are horrific. Uh, yeah, it's uh, they're still kind of figuring out, you know, testing and and figuring out if he's going to go on IR or not. We'll see if a decision is made on that uh, in the near future. Uh, but fortunately, I, I, I guess for the Raiders, um, I mean, we want everybody to be healthy. But Jalen Rashard is getting closer and closer uh, to being back. So a little bit of a, a boost to the backfield if it's depleted uh, by the loss uh, of Peyton Barber for a while here. Uh, his injury, injury is interesting. Uh, he got hurt early in the game on a kick return, uh, was questionable to return. Third quarter, they finally put him back on the field to make a carry and didn't look great. No, uh, no real push, didn't get a yard, and that was it. That was all we saw of him. But we did see him come back in, give it a go, and uh, now out indefinitely. Defensive backs, uh, Trayvon Mullen goes out, Damon Arnett goes out on Monday. You got Robertson in there at, uh, you know, five, a generous 5'8", trying to cover guys who are 6'4". Uh, then, you know, you also pick up on the fact that Casey Hayward was limited at times in the game. I mean, who's left? I think that was just cramps, as it turns Casey out. Casey Hayward cramps. Okay. Yeah. But it was fun. like a 20, you know, it was 20 plays. It's yeah. like, didn't need that. No. So, we, I mean, I'm sure we have little idea what the hell is going on four days from now at defensive back. I also am very intrigued. Like, I, I've i heard it before, but, like, the amount of people that tweeted at Casey Hayward that he needs to try pickle juice. Oh, I know. Like, you drink it? Yeah. Or do you pour it on? No. You pour it on. <laughs> like, why are you drinking pickle? It's weird. You know, it, that's, it's funny that you mentioned that. I don't know. I was half listening to the SO this morning. She was talking about working out. And that she drank some pickle juice beforehand, and she said she was sweating out pickle juice. That, that sounds. And I was gross. like, I was half listening because we were kind of crossing paths as we were getting ready for the day. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know why she was drinking pickle juice. I know we have it in the fridge. I know this. Hold, on the, wait, hold on. on the, I know. That's what I'm going to ask. Yeah. She has a little bottle. My next of it. question. I think it's like a workout thing to get you more to get you rehydrated. No, but my my question is because yeah. I actually was thinking about this with yeah. Casey Hayward. So yeah. I'm going to throw it out there. Uh-huh. Don't you just buy pickles and then drink the juice, or is there a separate no, they actually, juice? They bottle it now. Why it's don't like, you just buy pickles and drink the juice out of it? It's like the new industry because they're not going to put like you know plastic pickle jars on the sidelines, spill it all over yourself. No, they have little like they have little plastic jars, not jars, but <laughs> bottles, little plastic bottles of pickle juice. We you have s- them in the fridge at home. I have no idea why we have them. You I don't drink it, it or sip it. Um, I would assume a couple of gulps. I mean, I like pickle juice. I like chasing it's... Jameson with pickle juice. Okay. What? I've never heard of that one. No. Pickleback? This is all. Yeah, but the, the, the pickle juice band. is a big deal. Like I said, the uh, UNLV sideline they've got all, you know, for hydration. Because they've had, they've had issues. Because they, they actually play, when they're playing outside, it's been freaking hot. Like Arizona State, I, I looked at that pickle juice and I'm like, I might need this, man. But I'm, I'm working a brisk path up and down the sidelines. It's 90 degrees at kickoff. I might have to steal one of their pickle juices, but I would never do that because a player might need it. No, but first, do you do you use a step counter? I want to know that. If you, you know, you I, I got a new phone and I haven't been able to. <laughs> okay, uh, this is like old man thing. It's Samsung I, I, Health. It's actually really, really yeah. Good. No, I, I haven't had the time to set it up. I thought it just automatically did it because it did it on the old phone. So I got to set it up apparently. So, but, but my, I'm always looking to get you know like the the ten thousand plus steps going up and down the field. Yeah. I walk around a lot. But you also, I mean, you just. You said why you don't because you know you want to save it for the player, but I would say as a sideline reporter, how have you not done this live? Well, I'm not on camera, so so it's yeah. not really an audio. No, you can like, gulp, 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 gulp. That was pickle juice. Well, you can just you can just say like, hey, just uh, you know, players are drinking the pickle juice to prevent cramps. I just had some, no cramps for me. 
Uh, you're right. There probably does need to be more bits. Yeah. Like, I actually was going to make a comment. Boy, we're off the path here. Uh, I was going to make a comment because the Rebels going into the game against UTSA, like, I already knew some guys were out and had made the trip. And then I saw some other guys were out because they were in street clothes. So it was like, you know, Doug Brumfield out, Tate Martell out, Adam Plant out with a boot on his right foot. Apparently, Philip Hill is out. Connor Murphy is out. Tylee Collins is out. And I was going to close out the report by going, and chicken fingers in the press box are out. They're gone? They ran out. I Like, I was the last person. I got up there late because everyone's eating in the press box. They're like, oh, did you get the chicken fingers? And I'm like, I walk in, and I could see the the tray, the, the, uh, the uh, chafing dish was, like, really just full of, like, crumbs and scraps. And they pulled it away, and I was like... All right, we getting some more of those out here? And they're like, no, we ran out. <laughs> was was it from Canes? I don't think so. Oh, okay. In San Antonio, and then I heard a conversation. They were like, "Well, how many p? How many chicken fingers were the were they taking?" Like they were like annoyed that they ran out so quick. Sure. Then I went back at the half, and I didn't really have time. And I heard them talking about bringing. They got a new dish of it, and then they were going to ration. Oh. They were like, "We're going to max it out at three. Which was going to ruin my whole plan because you know I like to take food as a child of the Depression. Sure. Right? I was born in, uh, you know, whatever, 1911. So uh, when it hit, it hit me hard. Um, as a child of the Depression, I actually, I always I'm try to hoard, I, I, I try to hoard food. What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> I try to hoard food for later in the night just in case I don't get to eat for the trip back. And I saw a popcorn bag because they have a popcorn machine, but it wasn't running. I saw the popcorn bag. I was going to throw chicken fingers into the popcorn bag. And then I'm like, well, they're rationing it. Forget it. So the original thing on this was being a dope, a goofball on the sideline reports. Sure. I, I haven't rolled that out yet. What I was just going to tell you that the the worst feeling ever yeah. is when you go to like where like a press box that has had chicken fingers from Canes laid out, yeah. and there's no more chicken fingers, but there is sauce, and you're like, well, the sauce looks so good, and I got no chicken fingers to dump in. We've it. had this happen at the station. <laughs> I remember the I'm well aware. You remember uh, and we chicken fingers in your can- Canes Gate? I got so annoyed. Because they were like, "Yeah, hey, we're bringing in chicken fingers for the show," and then the like in the old days when everyone worked in the office, the animals on the other side of the building came over, and it was just like there was no ration. They 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 were grabbing like chafing dishes. No, but the, that- the whole thing, and then so like three o'clock we start, like they, they stop by, and the, the Canes did a great job. They bring by like four plates of it, right? Uh, and we start the show at three. We go to break at three fifteen, which we're late on right now, and we walk out, and it was like. Nothing was left. And I got so mad that I did bring in, there was a 32 ounce cup of the gravy, not gravy, the sauce, the cane sauce. And I did drink a little bit of it. No, but it's, like, that's all I, that's all we get. It's fine. If the people that are working, go get the food. What we ran into is people calling people that weren't in the office that day. Yeah. You got to get into the office. There's food here. Like, yeah. like, come on. People had left for the day on a Friday. Cause <laughs> we have early on Friday all year long, pretty much. And people actually were done for the weekend and came back and, and got our chicken fingers. Yes. So it's another another chicken finger disaster. So many chicken fingers. Our lives disasters. are very tough. Our first world problems. Two chubby guys. Sorry to offend you, but not getting our chicken fingers. And that was the other thing in San Antonio. I was like, I, I don't need to eat the chicken fingers. So. <laughs> so that was a long explanation of now not joking this year yet. So what we said. And, on- and the other, now I will tell you the other part. When you announce that like seven guys are out for a football team. It's not great to afterwards to go, and the chicken fingers ran out. Ha, 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 ha. It was like, it's kind of a delicate situation. It, the setup for the game sucked because they repeat the hell. Well, so we settled on phase on? We did. <laughs> okay. We did. I, th- I feel like if you switch the 
If you switch the Y and the C, I don't know. It, I, that feels weird. But we're going with it. You said that was from the Chargers pronunciation guide. I guess we'll go with it. All right, I opened the show with a name, and you were stymied. Sure. Um, the name I opened with was Cayman, Nebraska. Uh, I'm going to throw another name at you. Josh Lyman. Do you know that name? I do why? Why do I? Uh, Josh Lyman is the character who is, I believe, chief of staff for a while, but you know, one of the higher-ups in the White House during the West Wing sure, okay, on yeah. NBC. Well, Bradley Whitford's very active on social media. He's a big sports, sports fan, and he was, he was one of the people leading the charge last night when the New York Yankees were booted from the playoffs with a lackluster effort against the Red Sox. He tweeted out, single-game playoffs in a sport that plays 162-game season are bull blank. Fix it. And I saw most of the reaction. I would say 80% of the reaction was, screw you, up yours, win the division, and then you don't have to do a play-in wild card game. But I was kind of – I was trying to figure out, is that was that anti-Yankee sentiment? Are most of the people who were saying the wild card one-game format is bullcrap, are they just Yankee fans? Because I will tell you, my reaction to them losing is the same as – uh, many who fired back at Josh Lyman, Bradley Whitford, do better in the regular season. Sorry, that's the format. You know what the format is. Don't win 92 games. Try to win 100. Well, aren't you of – I mean, you may be of the ilk of many Yankee fans I saw on social media last night that actually wanted to lose to ensure the thing gets blown up. Not at all. Okay. No. I don't think it needs to be blown up. I think there needs to be a new attitude, but no, I, I wasn't like – no, I, I went in thinking this team is not really good enough to win the World Series. They set that path in motion during the offseason and during the, the, the regular during the season when they didn't really make any big trades. They were a flawed team. So I was I mad last night? I was annoyed. But, I, you know, when I kind of feel what's going in, my expectations are diminished. I wasn't. But, yeah, so there were people who wanted them to lose so they can blow it up. Yeah, a lot well, of them. But, but here's the thing. The proof is there. They might change the manager. They're not blowing it up. Well, that's that so you're was, not going to get what you want. So your means to an end it blows up in your face. That was number one of things I saw people wanted. Though. Let's react to a little more. We'll also uh, set up the Dodger game tonight. Dodgers are in the same position, uh, but in a lot of ways even worse because they had a monster season, a record-setting season, and tonight they win or they go home. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Joey Bosa, your team was the better team last night. You guys won. But I'm not subscribing to this thing that all of a sudden, Derek Carr folded up his tent and ran away. Because I didn't see that. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins to present the facts only on Cofield and Company. Busy day, incredible day to do sports talk. A lot of good stuff to get into. Follow up on Joey Bosa smashing Derek Carr verbally. That was Shannon Sharp back in car. A lot of car backers, and we'll get to what Shannon Sharp said in depth in the five o'clock. Hour. Justin Watkins is here. He's our ESPN Las Vegas legal insider, Adam Hill, Cofield. Uh, let's loop you in on what we were just hitting before we get some legal stories. I'm not sure if you're a giant baseball fan, not San Francisco Giants, but a big baseball fan. I was saying basically uh, tough, you know what, for the Yankees. And if the Dodgers lose tonight and don't make the main playoff field on this whole wild card thing, the one game deal where everyone's like, you got to change this. Why? Because New York and L.A. 
didn't make it. And I'm a Yankee fan. Listen, this is what the this is what the format is. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Padres fan. I'm a big baseball fan. Um, I don't like the one game plan. I don't. It's it, it's weird to have 162 games and come down to one game when you're you're basically the entire season. You're acknowledging that in order to determine who the best team is, you play a series of games. Everything's in three or four game series, and then all of a sudden, your whole season comes down to one game for the playoff to determine who's the better team between you and another team. I I don't like it. I mean. You could shorten it. You can make it a three gamer, but I, I don't like. I don't like the one game play. I have never liked it. Um, not that my Padres are ever in it <laughs> to, well, to have a strong opinion. The counter is like before they weren't in at all, right? They were just out. So you, now at least you have one game to try to win your way into the playoffs. I, I mean, I guess that that. Well, one play. of those teams would have been in. Well, right. Not in the past. Past. Well, then they I made mean, it one wild card, yes. and then like two wild cards. Right. It, yeah, they just keep expanding it, and so I, it's it is weird. Um, but yeah, I think I think that to Steve's point, like I do think they're going to change it. Just if if New York and LA both get screwed, because baseball is going to be like we're going to make sure that New York and LA get more games so people are watching. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for I'm all for whatever increases TV ratings for baseball in the younger generation, just because I think it's, it's necessary to expand the game. And I don't know that this is that answer. Um, but I think that they're scrambling against becoming a really regionalized sport. And so they're trying to protect the two regions where it's prevalent right now, I guess. So let, let's do this, right? Rob Manfred's all about these uh, revolutionary moves, which most of them suck, right? The the second <laughs> the base uh, runner on second base uh, in extra innings blows. That's a terrible rule. Love it. It's, I like that, but I think they, I think that they should start it after like eleven. Eleven, 12, yeah. yeah. Give them two innings of real baseball, and then now you guys can't figure it out. Okay, runner on second, seven inning double headers suck. That sucks. Um, that sucks too. So yeah. let's do this. Let's have the wild card be best out of three games, right? But I also want the World Series to be played around now, which means you got to start the season like mid-March. That means pitchers and catchers, and this is a whole Players Association thing. You got to start earlier because the other the other problem is it's getting worse and worse with football. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares. And then you know, to, I guess to everyone's fear, if New York and LA are out, you're right. There is going to be a big hit. But like, let's get the playoffs started at the beginning of September and be done at the start of October. See, don't, I, I don't go all the way into freaking six weeks into football. I'm, I'm with you on this. The end date. I'm not there with you on the start date. I think you shorten well, the regular season, do? shorten the regular season. So and it, no, but expand the playoffs, right? Oh my God. Expand the playoffs because when does everybody, even the young group start paying attention to baseball? These like last two weeks, nobody cares when the teams are 47 and 42. Well, if you made it super short and then had the, had the world series, like leading up to Labor Day, just before football starts. Yeah. Then you do have the sport staged to yourself. I think so. I like that. I mean, the, my, my problem with starting any earlier is, as it is when they start in outdoor places like Colorado, there's times where you can't play. You know, and then you got a couple uh, yep. couple seven-inning double hitters. You also can't call it the October Classic anymore. <laughs> like you lose out on that marketing. Okay, well. The September, the August Classic. So game, game six and seven is in October. Of the World Series, if it gets there. No, I want it to end at Labor Day. Yeah, start, it, start it in January. I'm with you. Start it in January. Yeah, like yeah. why not shorten it up to let, let's have 82 games like but, NBA. I mean, <laughs> I'm kind of with it, but the the problem is obviously like baseball is such a, so much about 
about records and yeah, stuff and the numbers oh, and the history and to go back to 154 I, I agree with you i agree with you but at some point i don't know man i i think i'm a baseball fan and it's too long why don't we play double hitters every day 81 double hitters well that leads us into the conversation about leonard and whether or not we're having <laughs> physical and mental health issues at a point in which you're asking people to play double headers for 90 days straight you know right but uh, then you have a whole like seven months off yeah, but <laughs> that's great. Talking about burning the candle at both ends, man. Come on. No, All right, that's so g- give us your take on his rant. Well, I mean, when I first read it, I, I, I'm i reading it as a VGK fan, right? And I'm like, oh, dude, no, come on. <laughs> don't get involved in this stuff. Come on, man. Just, like, keep your powder dry. Worry about your own stuff. And let's, let's you know, focus on the season and winning the cup. But from, if, I, if I remove my VGK hat and I look at it and I and I – understand you know read between the lines because clearly you know english isn't his first language and you have to try to understand his intent to really get the message then i you know what then i'm with him i'm with him if he said if what he says is true and nobody has disputed this which is that he has raised the alarm on the use of ambien and other drugs in the sport for years and they have brushed him aside and ignored him and he got frustrated to the point where he went public and then he got his audience they came up with a plan and he said he agreed to not discuss it any further publicly so long as they pursue that that plan what's not to like about that i mean the guy's out there battling and it's not for him anymore he's good he already had his addiction issue. He's already found his solution. He's just trying to find solutions for people before they get themselves in trouble. I mean, I, I don't know how I don't know how you could not like that as an unbiased, non-fan, just observer of society. When I get into my VGK fandom, then I'm like, I don't want distractions. <laughs> I don't want any of this stuff. But it seems like for the one time that I can remember, Kelly McCrimmon. Alex Petrangelo, uh, those are the only players I saw quotes from recently, they seem to have his back. They said, listen, the dude really cares about this stuff. He's trying to help people. There's no malice in him on this. He just thinks there needs to be a change, and we got his back. And and it helps that Leonard said Vegas is the gold standard on this. I mean, I'm sure that helps with management. If uh, Vigneault came to you and was like, I want to sue him, defamatory. A comment by Leonard, dinosaur coach treating people like robots. Fire, hashtag Vigneault. Uh, First story, I got proof. Try to shake your way out of this one. Yeah, so, I mean, I have a hard time connecting his tweets to say, Vigneault came out and said, I've never pushed pills on anybody. I don't think that's what his tweet said. It's hard to say whether or not he said that, that Vigneault did it, or if the team did it, and Vigneault was okay with it because he treats players like robots and doesn't have their back. That was my reading of it, which is that he doesn't, he's a coach who doesn't stand up for his players, that he doesn't care. He doesn't want to hear about, you know, when you say dinosaur to me, what I hear there is I don't want to hear about players complaining. I don't want to hear about mental health issues. I want you to get out on the ice and perform. That's what I think of, of old school coaches. Um, I think that there's way too much interpretation into his words, probably largely because A, they're on Twitter and in consecutive tweets, and B, because English is the second language, to actually determine whether there's a statement of fact. 
treats players like robots, I don't believe is a statement of fact. Nobody, There's no unified definition that we can all agree upon about what that means. Oh, can I can I go what I usually do, just completely in the weeds, legal uh, jargon at this point, and say, who is he? Who is he accusing? Yeah, I don't know, Vigneault. Yeah, who? Johnny Vigneault? Yeah, right. Bill Vigneault? Right. Yeah. Who, who, yeah. What did What did he say? Who Who Who's he talking about? He never said hashtag flyers. Right. And, and so, I mean, we know what he was saying. Right. And so, it, would the legal standard be we all understand what you're saying, or would it be? I never said a name. I didn't say a team. I, I said a last name, and you 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 imply that it was the Flyers guy. Ultimately, it'd be whether a reasonable person in the circumstances would have a belief as to what he was saying, right? So it's a jury is going to say, no, you're clearly talking about Vigneault for the Flyers. <laughs> but on the, other, on the other aspect of, is he making a statement of fact? And what is that statement of fact? A judge can make a ruling on that and say, we don't need a jury for this. There is no statement of fact here. This is not a case. Goodbye. In like from the counselor of law issue for me, if Vigneault comes to me and says, I want to sue, I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like the, you do not want to put crosshairs on somebody who's trying to make a stand for mental health and wellness in your sport. And then be the face against that. <laughs> By the like, way, the, you don't want to do that. I mentioned it yesterday. I'll say it again. Uh, Robin Leonard's got the league by the counties. Yeah. They're screwed. I mean, I, he basically can do whatever he wants. I believe him that do whatever he wants on social media, and they, there's nothing they can do to stop it. Really, it's interesting because I was listening to uh, the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast with uh, Elliot Friedman, and they had a special podcast just because uh, of Leonard's tweets. And what they were saying is, Elliot Friedman said that he's had teams tell them, tell him in recent years that they've made major overhauls in this regard about pill pushing and, mm -hmm. and how that's all happening. And he's like, but not every team's done that. <laughs> right. So it, the implication is there's still teams out there that are in that mentality of 10, 15, 20 years ago, where they're just like, Oh, cool. You need to perform. Here's the upper. You need to go to sleep. Here's the downer. See you tomorrow. Um, I don't know any of that. I, I don't know the, even the culture of hockey, really. I'm just brand new to the sport, but if that's the case and it seems like the insiders in that world are saying it is, then I agree with you. Leonard's got him by the balls. Justin Watkins, our ESPN Las Vegas legal insider, 5709000. Quick timeout, more hockey stories. Now we got Evander Kane in trouble for a new issue. Are we talking fa uh, fake Vax card? Not easy to say. Fake Vax card. Evander Kane trying to pull a fast one. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 702-570-9000 with your questions today. There's Bill Belichick and there's all other coaches. There's all other coaches and there's Bill Belichick. Either way, there's two groups. The big group, which is filled with a lot of people, and the little group, which is just Bill Belichick. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins to present the facts. Only on Cofield and Company. Little uh, Lou Holtz. Talking himself in circles, actually, Frank Caliendo doing Lou Holtz. We'll get to uh, Dr. Lou in a couple of minutes because uh, I'm wondering if Oklahoma is going to sue Lou Holtz over a trademark. This will be an interesting fight. Justin Watkins is here. All right, so we were just talking hockey with Robin Leonard and his rant against irresponsible, I'll say drug use, but it's really drug distribution. Those are the allegations going after, we think, 
the Flyers. Boy, oh boy. Evander Kane just can't get out of his own way. <laughs> now we've got an investigation looking into Evander Kane using a fake vaccine card. We have something here? Oh, man, it's something for sure. Um, the the good news for Evander Kane, if there is good news in this situation, is the early reports are that the investigation surrounds him using a fake vaccination card with the team, showing it to the team rather than, say, him showing it to government uh, on, like, travel or otherwise. A fraudulent federal document is up to a five years in prison criminal law. Uh, felony. So the fact that it happened in house with the team in the NHL may not bode well for his playing career, but it should keep him out of jail. Uh, I don't think that they're going to refer this case to the FBI for prosecution, but I, I do think that you're going to see at the very least suspension. Well, he's going to get suspended for how long? I don't know. Uh, I would imagine the investigation is looking into whether anybody on the Sharks helped him. If there was an employee or somebody on the inside who helped him and whether or not the Sharks are also going to get punished because the COVID protocols has a very wide bandwidth of sanctions that are available, including losing draft picks, suspensions, salary uh, forfeiture, uh, and fines. So uh, I, I imagine the, this was first... Uh, implicated like I think September 28th and so we're you know coming on two weeks removed from that and we haven't heard anything about discipline or otherwise so I imagine the investigation has to be surrounding how how he got it who he got it from where he used it you know if he used it anywhere outside of the San Jose <laughs> system or the NHL system then good luck to him man so, so the line, as you said it would be it's criminal if you use the fake vaccine card for a government issue. It's criminal anyway. Right. That's I was thinking about that. Yeah, it's criminal anyway. But the the idea that you're going to get caught and prosecuted is going to happen if you're trying to do it to the government, right? Well, I isn't? Mean, it, but I, I I mean I was going to tie that in and say my question is I know in the in the NBA and I assume it's the NHL as well. So part of it is that if you were going to play in San Francisco or New York and now LA, I, I guess is the new uh, ordinance today. But it, because you have to prove to the league that you're vaccinated in order to play a game in New York. Isn't the league then telling the you know the the New York jurisdiction that he is fine and he's he's been cleared and now you are presenting that to the government? 100% if that's what happened, right? Or if they caught it. I, I'm imagining that they caught it earlier than that. <laughs> okay. Just based on how this is all going down, right? Because I believe if the league had forwarded that on to any government entities, they would have an obligation to tell them, whoops, hey, problem here. So would that be on the league or the player, though? No, it's, it's on the player, but I think the league, because they transferred it over, and now they have been a part of a fraud, albeit unwittingly, right. has a duty to correct that and tell that government entity, hey, we got a problem here, okay? <laughs> And maybe that's what's maybe that has happened. Maybe that's what they're going through. But I believe if that had happened and they had reported it, he would have been arrested. There's no way they were going to let him get away with presenting a fake vaccination card, a high profile athlete without arresting him, because then it's going to promulgate all kinds of fake vaccination cards all around the all around the globe. 
right? People are just going to be empowered and emboldened to do that kind of stuff. There's no way I believe any of those entities would let him get away with it. The fact that he has not been arrested tells me that, that this was internal, given to the team, and maybe the team caught it before they gave it to the NHL, or maybe the team gave it to the NHL, and the NHL caught it before they got it to any, uh, passed it on to any government entities, and now they're doing an investigation to who knew what, when, and then they're going to come up with their penalties. Under that situation, I do not believe they have any obligation to report him to the to the authorities. We have been told I, I've I've not seen this happen. I'm just saying we've been told. So I'm going to use it as true for the sake of asking, asking this question. We have heard that there are people standing outside Raiders games selling fake Vax cards. Yeah. Would the people be in trouble that sold it or bought it, or since that's not a government entity, would that not apply? False. It is a government entity, right? We own the stadium. Oh, what do you mean? We own the stadium. We own the stadium. Don't you remember the hype it's video? All Come on. It's, it's all yours. <laughs> <laughs> and you own it. So I I believe that under that situation, they both are. They're both in trouble. Hmm. Right? This, I mean, there's no doubt the the person who's taking the card in can't be like, oh, I didn't know it was fake. Well, did you get you a shot, your arm? Bought it. <laughs> yeah. And the person who made it obviously know that they made it, so they're bo- they're both committed a, a felony in that situation. Wow. And just to be clear, even if it was a private stadium, they still have committed a felony. The question is whether there's an obligation to tell the authorities about what's happened. In this situation with the Raiders in our stadium. I believe they have to be referred for prosecution. I'm going to put you on the spot. What law enforcement agency would even go after this? Metro better. So Metro, if they knew someone was selling a fake fax card, they could right. actually Metro's go Metro's got to report it to the FBI. It's a federal offense, okay. right? It's a federal document. Right. But local law enforcement has you know jurisdiction with the federal government on that. They have to tell them what's going on. They have to make the arrest wow. and then refer to the FBI for prosecution. Justin Watkins, 5709000, Battleborn Injury Lawyers. We're at the uh, studios today. I think this is a great case. And it's, it really is. Uh, and maybe he did nothing wrong here. Maybe it's just an innocent mistake by uh, Dirty Dr. Lou. <laughs> Lou Holtz. Notre Dame and Oklahoma and the battle over play like a champion today. So I had seen this about three weeks ago that, you know, they have a sign, stairs, locker room, you know, going out to the field at Notre Dame. Play like a champion today. You see the players, you know, slap it, right? Well, it's funny. Rick Meyer, who played quarterback there, was like, yeah, when I when I got there, I, th- I thought it had been here for like 30 years. But it was actually Holtz who put the sign up in 1986, right? Well, the original sign, similar, was actually put up at Oklahoma in 1947 or 48 by their head coach, Bud Wilkinson. Well, we come to 2021. Uh, apparently, there's a uh, play like a champion LLC and they were like, well, you know, I mean, we, we, let's, we got to do what's right here. Let's go to Lou Holtz and enter into a trademark deal, right? Aren't they paying Lou Holtz some sort of licensing fee? Oh, he's a part of the LLC. Okay. He's part of the LLC. So what, so what does that mean? Why, how, is, how is he part of it when Oklahoma put up the sign first? Does he have a, did he have a trademark on it already? <laughs> so this is, this is questionable. So Lou Holtz says, hey, this sign existed at Notre Dame before I got there. I saw in a book a picture of the locker room from the Newt Rockney days, and that's why I put the sign back up, mm. is because it existed in Notre Dame, and I thought it needed to be brought back. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma says, 
No, we've had this the longest. It's been in continuous use, and those are two important factors. Okay, so can you can you have a trademark, use it, don't use it for fifty years, and still claim that you have the trademark? No, you've abandoned the trademark. You can't not use it for fifty years. It has to be in use. Okay, but what kind of use? Commercial use, right? You have to be making money selling based off of this trademark which it sounds like Oklahoma, from my reading of it, never did. They never promoted the sign. They never made shirts on it. They never did anything of it. For the most part, nobody even knew they had a sign <laughs> until it was announced on Twitter that Lou Holtz had this trademark. And they're like, wait a minute. Barry Switzer gets fired up. I had that sign in my locker room back in the 70s. What are you guys doing? Nobody knew, and they weren't marketing it. Whereas Notre Dame, clearly since the 80s, have marketed the heck out of that sign. They actually said when people go to visit the campus, it is the number one visited site, which I don't believe. Can't, it has to be the dome or the stadium. It can't just be that sign, but whatever. Okay. They say it's the number one spot. I saw the sign. I didn't see the dome. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> I so, saw it. I just didn't go to it. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, and there, makes, I mean, that makes and sense. This battle's been going on for a long time. Like, yeah. I like I didn't realize Rick Meyer is part of the group. Play He's like part of the champion. group, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, he said, coach has to be part of this. This was his doing. This is his legacy. We still have him. You know, the guy's got a statue. So is that Rick Meyer saying, hey, if you're coming after us, go after him. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. It's his <laughs> coach's thing. It's not my thing. I'm just oh, here God. for coach. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is, is so we've got a couple competing interests here when we're dealing with trademarks. Number one, who's first to use? Who's first to use for commercial purposes? Is the use continuous? And then lastly, have they protected their use against anybody else? And this is, I don't see either of them have ever done, which is that Notre Dame, if they really thought they were the owners of this trademark, never came after Oklahoma and said, hey, stop using it. Oklahoma never came after Notre Dame and said, stop using it. Contrast that with what's happened at Texas A&M with the 12th man. They are very vigilant at protecting that trademark. They will sue you if you try to use it. and But they will let you use it. They'll license it to you like they have to Seattle. Um, and you, they'll get pay royalties. So you have to, you have to continually use it. You have to use it commercial, uh, enterprise and you have to protect it. If others use it. One more question on the way back, Justin will stick with us. Five, seven, oh, nine thousand is the number here at Battleborn injury lawyers. I want to get your take on the looming deadline. I cannot believe this is still going on. Nick Rolovich at Washington state, highest paid official in the state has been very, um, there's been a lack of clarity on what's going on with his VAC status. Well, he's got a deadline of October 18th. He's got to get it done or there's going to have to be some action. And there may be assistants on the staff who are also in hot water. Call Battleborn Injury Lawyers, 702-570-9000 with your questions today. It's time for ESPN Las Vegas legal insider Justin Watkins to lay down the law. Only on Cofield and Company. We do a podcast tonight and uh, go a little bit longer. It seems like, you know, whatever we do here, 30 minutes of actual on-air time is enough time. It's never enough time. There's so many good legal stories, so we got a bunch that we'll get to tonight, uh, including we have to follow up on what's going on with Sage Steele and that vaccination status at Disney and ESPN, where she's gone right now. She actually got COVID. Um this one's fascinating. And as John Wilner says um, at what the uh, Bay Area News Group, this is a saga that began 75 surreal days ago. And now it's reached critical mass. 
uh, Nick Rolovich, the Washington State football coach. This is it. Uh, October 18th. This is a state mandate coming down from the governor. State employees need to be fully vaccinated or receive a medical exemption or uh, exemption for religious reasons. The deadline is October 18th. Well, yesterday was the deadline for just a Johnson & Johnson shot, the one shot. He won't say if he got it. He won't give out any information. He keeps saying, I'm following the mandate. Uh, I think how he answered the question, does, does the team have anything to be worried about after uh, October 18th? I think he said, I don't think so. So weird the way it's been handled. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I think, I think he's playing everybody. I mean, I think this has already been settled. He's either got his exemption granted or not, or he's either got the vaccination or not. There's no, there's no way that, he's that, gonna allow that we're in limbo fired. right now as yeah. to whether or not he's going to be fired on the 18th. There's no way. If he told his boss, would his boss be violating any sort of privacy if his boss revealed the answer and ended all this? Oh, yes. I think he would be violating it. Yeah. yeah I think if he went out and said, oh, coach has been vaccinated, like – don't listen to him. I've got his vaccination card right here. I guess I better talk to Evander King and make sure it's legit. Yeah. No, yeah, I think that that would. I believe that that would be a HIPAA violation. You know, he's not a medical provider. All oh, the university is a medical provider. What, if the, what are they? His medical provider? The they could be. Did he get the Did he get the shot from them? So what if he didn't? Then yeah. then you're not his medical provider. Yeah, but you might be his medical provider. Does he get any sort? Does he get a physical? Does he get anything on campus? Right. If he gets anything done on campus, then they they can be a medical provider. Hmm. Right. Okay. Uh, could he? Would it be in violation if if the AD were just to say he's going to be employed after that date? Which is saying, yes, he's vaccinated. No, it's not. He'll be exempted. Okay. Right? He's either... It, he. It, that's why I think he has already happened. He's either had his exemption granted or he's been vaccinated. One of the two. He, he continues to give the same answer every time. I'm going to follow the mandate. If... I mean, the one thing I thought of is if, if they're just going to let him coach and just like, we're just going to ignore the date. We're not going to answer any questions. We're just going to keep coaching. No exemption. No vaccination. But we're just going to let it go. Like, do other employees then have a case to be like, whoa, 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 you fired me. He's a state employee. He kept his job. Well, I mean, I think that they would be in a position to make sure that he got fired, right? I, I imagine, now it's probably very difficult to check up, but all state employees are probably have some protocol in the state of Washington to upload their vaccination status or their granting of their exemption, right? The that they have a deadline for applying for the exemption by October 4th. That's already passed. You get that granted. You probably have to upload that into some system. And if you haven't, you should be triggered and then you get fired. Right. And yes, if somebody didn't get fired and others did, and you could claim it's based on a protected class, then you would have an equal protection violation and you could sue. Sure. All right. Good spot. Back tonight, 9 o'clock, at Steve Cofield up on YouTube. It's 5709000 to uh, call Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Any legal advice, any help? Uh, if you're not getting help from your current attorney, this is the place to call Justin and Matt here at Battleborn Injury Lawyers. Finley Toyota. They'll do anything to sell you a car. No Toyota problem is too tough, too large, or too small. Keep your Toyota running like a Toyota.